0: Hey fam! Welcome to episode 3 of the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today's conversation is all about worship. My brother Chris and friend Warren have been a part of leading worship for a long time and have some great perspectives on the heart of worship. This episode is a lot longer than normal, but it's full of great stuff. Lean in and enjoy. Oh, remember? I'm new to this. There are a few audio issues but be gracious and look past them because the content is worth it. So thank you, Warren and Chris, for coming on my podcast and having a conversation with me about worship.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's do this. Let's start with Warren and Warren in just a couple of minutes. Can you share like a little bit about you and your story?
2: Um, my name is lauren um i'm currently living in delver illinois uh but i travel everywhere um i love music i'm a music major a music major in college um taught me in the choirs uh played in the worship services and uh, just you know the piano is my main instrument and uh, i just love to worship i love music in general and it's an honor to be able to love music and uh, be able to use that Yes, that was given to me by the father to give back to him. My whole family's musical, uh so we all all of us sing or play or something like that. not all of us, and uh I'm uh, to show you how good we are. I'm the worst in the whole entire family. If that shows you. How <laughs> <we> are, <laughs> so, whatever.
0: I'm,
2: I'm just saying, like, they're that good. Like, if it was a bad person, be me. I'm the baddest in the family. <laughs> But that's me. I'm a worshiper, and I love music, and that, I'm just excited, really just excited to be able to share uh, with you all.
0: Well, thanks. I'm excited to, to have this conversation with you. And Chris.
1: All right. I am Chris. I am Stacy's brother. Um, been playing music for a really long time. Um, I have to go back and tell my music lesson students that I've been playing drums about 24 years guitar and bass guitar, 18 years. Um, but you know, I'm just been trying to do whatever God wants me to do. And, you know, he, he's called me to lead his people in worship. So doing that anywhere and everywhere that he allows me to, and uh, that's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Um, tell me how, well, you both kind of have already done this, but um, how long have you been serving on a worship team? Let's go with Warren first.
2: Um, I've been serving, literally I got my first uh, opportunity worship team way back in like 1999 at a church called uh, Community Christian Church. It's no longer there. Actually, as a matter of fact, Community Christian Church merged with, you uh, Community Church merged with Chapel Hill Church in Beverly uh, Heights and became Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. So the big church on, my world Cornerstone uh, is a combination of two churches of one strike to go to. So I am a charter member of Cornerstone Christian Church. Get that out there. Um, I've been in ages. But anyway, I started there when I was in high school. Uh, so uh, I was still playing then, but my first official uh, playing was um, working with Troy Family of God back in 2001 with my friend Luke Thomas. Uh, uh-huh. I played there for a long time. And uh, so we'll say I started, actually it almost 20 years. It'll be twenty years next year. Wow, so, that's long awesome! Time. Yeah, long time.
0: And and how long have you been serving where you're at currently?
2: I'm currently at Faith Family Church, and I've been there since uh, October October 2018. So I've been there for almost two years.
3: Okay.
0: And Chris, what about you?
1: Um. Well, I started. Uh, I felt the call to lead worship whenever I was 16 um, at Glenview assembly. I don't know if you remember that Mm Stacy. I was leading worship one morning and I just felt God tell me, this is what I want you to do for me. And uh, then got my first, I guess like leading, leading position paid position. um, Whenever I was, Oh my gosh. Um, 22 years old, uh, been, so I've been leading worship for 18 years. Um, then positions, but I've been leading, I've been leading worship everywhere I go, you know, just whenever given the opportunity, whatever church I'm serving in, um, they've, uh, uh, you know, just allowed me to use the gift that God has given me to help, you know, help push me and help pursue him and help, push the church. Um, and now I am at city temple where I've been the worship pastor for March, April, May, June,
3: July,
1: August, September <laughs> seven, you know, going on seven months. I can't believe that, but yeah, going on seven months now, we, uh, I got hired on right at the beginning of the pandemic whenever everything was shut down. So mm-hmm. that, that was fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun season for all of us. Let me tell you. Oh Yeah. <laughs> well let me ask um and we'll we'll just kind of keep going with this where we start with warren and and go on um this is kind of a two-part question i want to know what worship means to you and then i want to know what what god has shown you about worship
2: well actually it's i can combine it all in one answer okay um actually i was thinking about this question last night and uh the Holy Spirit laid it in my heart. I was driving around. The Holy Spirit laid it in my heart. Most people say that worship is like a lifestyle. I disagree with that statement because lifestyle can change. Um, lifestyle can change whether it would be under peer pressure or, you know, uh, atmosphere changes, or move, whatever. Sometimes a lifestyle can change how we live, even though being from, from you know, from a sinner a to a a child a, a of God or you know, being a sinner to a saint for the people. Um, for me, worship is a way of life. It is a it is just as vital to me as breathing. Like, mm. I can't, and I, with, with me being, I'm a music teacher and a music uh, educator and everything, so I literally equate worship with music because that is my gift. That's my, that is my, mm. uh, right. that is my, that's my number one thing that the Lord has given me that I, that I consider that I'd be the best out of everything. Uh, so I equate those two things together. And I can't do one without the other. Although, worship goes way beyond, you know, just music. Usually just one particular facet of worship. Uh, but worship means living. Living my life as as, as, uh, as Christ would, or being close to it, because we can never be as perfect as Christ was, But we can definitely try to seek perfection and you know, i have my downs and ups and downs and things i shouldn't do things that i should be doing um uh, but worship keeps me focused um i think the lord has put me in, in this era to where uh, i have been sharing a lot of people with worship i don't know why but hopefully it's been in my heart although i i truly enjoy worship and it's probably the reason why the spirit is done for me because worship to me is very very serious um, as a very vital part of, of every human existence, we were created to worship. We were created to be in God's presence, and right. we had that opportunity in in the uh, garden. Uh, but you know, Adam did his thing. You know, with the, the apple and, or the, the fruit and everything. It kind of uh, it took that away. And then Jesus restored that when He died on the cross, and the veil was torn. He separated that that, uh, that separation between us and God. And so now here's an opportunity, a, a perfect opportunity to get back in communion with God. Although we can't like physically touch him per se, but as, as us believers, we can feel him in our presence and we're trying to seek that presence of God. And worship uh, is the one best way to do that because we're allowing ourselves to go into the Holy of Holies because is the most intimate place where God mm. God reigns as well. And being able to use music as a facet, being able to usher people into that. Because uh, the scripture says that God is a spirit, and those that worship Him cannot worship Him other than in spirit and in truth. They must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's right. And music is a music is a great uh, asset that I've, that's been given to me to allow to people to enter into that that holy holy. Where you know it has has nothing to do with how I feel, nothing to do with you know what's going on around me. Which I think is the reason the host is showing me this by worship. Is that uh, you know I have my own issues going through. You know, I want to get into those, but you know uh, I will say that I am a, I have chronic depression, and so there are days that I just don't feel. I just feel like, to be honest, I don't feel like I should be alive. I just don't mm. feel like I need. Uh, but having the ability to worship and the Holy Spirit showing me in this, in this in this time is that uh, worship has nothing to do do anything without has nothing to do, nothing to do with me. And the two aspects: number one has to do with how how worthy God is, sure. and God can be worthy whether you know I'm here or not, no matter what I mm-hmm. do. God's going to pray. Going to worship him, get the praise, He gets the glory, He gets the honor. It doesn't really matter. But He's He's chosen me to have this opportunity to usher people into the holy of holies. And number two, He's shown me that even in my circumstances, I can still worship Him in spirit and in truth because yeah. nothing, everything that we go through. We don't need to focus, we don't need to worry about ourselves. We claim that God has everything that under control. We need to start practicing that, ensuring that, that God has everything, has everything under control. And a lot of times we, we try to steer things to where they should be. But if we just not focus about what's going on, our personal things, things that are going on in our lives, and focus on that vertical relationship with the, with the Lord, as we're worshiping and being in his presence, he's already taken care of that once we forget about the faith in section A, all, we're over here, and he's taking care of them while we're over here getting, getting our praise on you know, and getting to that, that specific place of worship. So those are the things that the that Holy Spirit is really showing me, and that's what worship means to me. Worship is a, is, is, is a, is a vital thing, like a like heartbeat. It is who Warren is. Warren is worship. And being able to do that, even though I'm going to you go know, going through issues, being able to worship him, and spirit insurance to be able to worship him unadulterated worship without holding back just going into that that free worship is one of the most amazing things ever. And to be a worship leader, to be that lead worshiper to show I got my own problems, but I'm gonna go into the holy of holies. Are you gonna come with me? Come on, let's go together. <laughs> I love it. Come on, let's go together. It's going go the fire together. It's going, we're going into the fire together. Let's go into praise and worship together. Hallelujah! Oh, that's uh-huh.
3: good. Glory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> break, break. I was just gonna say we need our own price break,
1: right? I I, break. I about jumped out of my chair. So,
0: <laughs> but it's so good. This is I
2: talk fast. I get excited when I, I I'm trying to slow myself down, but I just get really excited when I talk about um, I'm trying to slow myself down. All right, I'm, there. I'm there. Go ahead. No
0: <laughs> See, this was why I picked you two to do this together. Because not only are you friends and we've all known each other. I mean, you guys have known each other longer than I've known you, Warren. But just when we get together, the the joy of the Lord, the oh, yes. the atmosphere of worship that just kind of naturally happens. And a lot of that is um I think that each of us have our own approach, but each of us have this really intrinsic value in, in pursuing uh, the presence of God through worship. And so um, I knew you guys were the right ones for us to do this uh, together with. So Chris, what about you?
1: So I've, um, I've been doing a lot of praying on this question and I talked to you a little bit about it. Uh, the other day, mm-hmm. Stacey. um, you know, uh, what worship means to me, what is the heart of worship? And it's funny, Warren, if you get online or you Google, what is the heart of worship? It is everybody in the world explaining Matt Redman's story of how he wrote the heart of worship. Like there is no, unless you go like 16, 17 pages deep on Google, you will not find like any scripture notes. You will not find any, you know, cliff notes from the Bible. Um, it's all Matt Redman. Um, and, but, you know, just praying about it, thinking about it, you know, worship to me is, I mean, it's showing worth to something outside of yourself. outside as, as it was told to me once is showing worth to something outside of your own self-preservation. And so whenever, mm-hmm. you know, so whenever you're getting into worship, it, it is completely a matter of the heart. And um, for me, it's, you know, and I, I tell this to whenever I was helping out at my last church to our youth, you know, mentoring uh, their youth worship leader. I'm like, you know, worship is more than just the music and what you're doing on Sunday nights. It's, you know, I go, you teach Taekwondo. If your heart is in the right place, what you are doing is worship to God because you are doing everything you can to the best of your ability to be. It was a Christian family owned business. I'm like, you are doing everything you can to further the kingdom. You're praying before every, you know, everything you're doing. You're you're performing to the best of your ability. That is an act of worship. Um, you know, the, the musical aspect, that musical side of it, is just a very small, minute part of what true worship actually is. And, but I I'm very much like Warren that this is the direction God has pulled me for worship. Um, the musical aspect that's been my gift and calling since at a very young age, whenever i like 11, 12 years old, whenever I'm getting into drum lessons and playing on the worship team. Um, but it, it's just, it, it's so important to me. And the fact that I get to ha- hold the position of worship pastor and being able to pastor my team and pastor my church and worship and not just, you know, not just singing songs because, you know, even though they are songs, we are, Pastoring, we're we're singing, we're worshiping, and pushing theology, and pushing the Bible, and yeah. so from from an aspect of worship pastor slash worship leader, um, you know it is a it is a huge huge role for for someone, and I know you've been a worship pastor too as well, Stacy. It it is just something it's, it's a heavy mantle to bear because you are. <laughs> Let's put it like this. You're, you're always going to get critiqued and pushed on. Um, but it, it's as long as your heart's in the right spot, you know, everything that you do is, is an act of worship on and off the stage.
0: I agree with what both of you are saying on on the different aspects of what. Of what a lifestyle reflective of worship is, because you're you're both right in this, I don't think it's I mean you're not like saying differing opinions. That's not it at all either, but it's different perspectives of what, listen, being people or who are involved in ministry in any capacity. One of the things you're always trying to help people understand is that worship doesn't just happen when you're in a building and songs are being played. It doesn't matter if it's a hymn or if it's a 80s or the 90s, or if it is a song um, it doesn't matter if you're holding you. <laughs> the words in a book in your hands, or if you're looking at them on the screen. Worship is an attitude and a posture of the heart. Come on. And and if you're looking at it yeah. that way, then yeah, everything you do, your lifestyle is an act of worship. I, I think that's my my big thing is that if we can all, like both of you have said, take take ourselves out of the. Aqu- In that worship isn't about us. It doesn't have anything to do with how we feel. If we woke up on the wrong side of the bed, if we um, don't care for the song being or the person leading it, if um, we are having a really rough week or we're having the best week and and we just believe blessings are being poured over, it doesn't matter. Worship is a posture of the heart, and that posture is one, is one of reverence towards a holy God who has given us more than we could ever ask, imagine, or think. Um, and so both of you have said, but in different ways, to understand that, but also to help people realize that worship in a corporate church setting and a corporate congregational atmosphere worship is really the vehicle that gets us to the throne room and prepares our heart for the word that is going to be delivered to our hearts. And, um, and so I just, you two both exhibit in so many ways, the true heart of worship, in my opinion. And it's funny, Chris, cause you, you brought up the Matt Redman, which that story is an, God did yeah. through that congregation and that pastor at the time. I actually just used that as a sermon illustration a couple weeks ago, um, but because it's powerful, but what all that did was helped people understand that it wasn't about the songs that were being sung, that it wasn't about the musicians. Yeah. It wasn't about any of those things. You know, it makes me laugh. Christopher, you turned me on to the Worship Leaders prob. I don't know uh, if Warren yeah. listens to it, um, but the funniest things that I think they share is, um, what people ask about or ask prayer for. And two of the stories that stand out to me are, um, one of them was, uh, I guess she was probably a young lady had only been in ministry for a couple of years and an older, an older woman in the congregation came up to her during their response to the service and asked if she could pray over her. And she said she was too naive to realize she shouldn't have said yes, um, <laughs> But let's just say that girl's name was Sarah, and the the older woman prayed, "God help me, like Sarah, so that I can enjoy worship."
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> lord <laughs> Yes, and
0: I just—you can't make this stuff. No, up, but that is that is so proof positive of misguided understanding of what oh, worship
1: is truly. You know, about. and I and I am um, I'm dealing with that at, at my church now where a lady just came up to me and she's like, Hey, Chris, I just want you to know, I heard several complaints that people are hating the songs that you're bringing, bringing into the church. And I looked at her and I went, good. <laughs> I, I didn't, oh, I didn't Chris. care. Who. I, just said, I, just, <laughs> I just said, good. And she just kind of looked at me and started laughing. I go, can I explain myself? She goes, yeah. And I said, because it's the attitude of those people that are holding the church back. And as soon as they understand that the church isn't about them that it's about winning souls, that it's about seeing salvations come and they step out of the way and allow God to move, then you know they're going to have their own issues. I go, their preference goes out the door whenever they walk through the doors because preference of what church is, it's God's preference. It's I have to step out of my way and so God can do what he's going to do.
2: They they forget that, that worship is corporate. Worship is about everybody in a in a building. And uh, I've like I said, I've led worship with Chris many times, and I know Chris has a has a huge. He's like me, has a huge plethora. I love that word so much. He has a huge plethora of of, of songs taken from you know from nineteen eighty to <laughs> 2008 <laughs> yeah.
0: We know what you mean though.
2: Yeah. So, and so a lot of times like he forget. That you know you have your you have a church worshiping. This is a like corporate time, but then you have your own personal worship, and so worship actually should start at home anyway. Come on. But you, when you're at home, you can you can blast out your you can blast out your Andre Cross and your your Jason Crab and your uh, um, your um, uh, uh, Gaithers. So the younger the, I'm sure the, the older person you talking about love those songs <laughs> the hymns you know. So bring it in. Is that what you want to listen to at your home? That is up to you, you know that. But this is a corporate setting. If if, if Chris or myself or you possibly want to of do of bringing in the shoes and going through your short breath <laughs> and I love and you pull out our breath, living for everything, you know. And people need to get them. What I telling you right now, the one thing this probably been said, the one thing that's holding the church back from growth is mm-hmm. themselves. Why can't you just take them out? Just take themselves out. Any questions? Who cares if the guitar is messed up? Who cares if the piano plays the wrong chord? Who cares if the camera shuts off? Who cares if the light bulb valve? The Lord will give the honor and the glory. It has nothing to do with us. I cannot stress that many times. It has nothing to do with us. This is all aspects of worship. We're, uh, we're supposed to come into worship, but God himself, he has rule of everything. He, he, he ruled everything. He, he, he made everything. So, why are we trying to put our own personal things into this? Why is there no to doing that? It's just not. And it's through, it's through our finite minds. It's what the churches are focused on. We start seeing those miracles, signs, and wonders. People are talking about, why can't you see miracles, signs, and wonders? Because you can't take yourself out of it. Why well, is the Holy Spirit not moving? It's trying to make the Holy Spirit move. The Holy Spirit's not going to, number one, yet have to invoke the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not coming to a place you're we not welcome in the first place. But you also have to give the Holy Spirit the time to move and, and act and do what the Holy Spirit wants to. You can't start a song and just to stop the song. The Holy Spirit is moving. How can we stop? You stop it. Get ourselves out of the let, equation. Let the Lord do what, do. Let the do what He wants to do. Let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do. Let the songs minister to those who need be. Everybody has different ministries. Everybody has different needs to be met. And every person who has written a song in the history of time has written a song that meets the needs of the person needs that needs to be met. So what we need to do is allow those songs. We not one song might not minister us, but the next song might. So don't worry about the song we might not like, because I can say there tons of songs and be written in the past ten years I absolutely do not like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But this match, that 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 just has that does not reflect my opinion of worship. If I need to sing that song, that song got got someone saved and released them from drugs or uh, addiction, to alcohol, and so be it. I'm going to play it and sing that song every single Sunday. I might not like it, but once again it has right. nothing to do with me. It has all to do with the glory. All right, Jesus I, I was Amen. listening
1: to a pod speaking of worship leader probs, I was listening to one of their podcasts and um, they were interviewing Rita Springer. And she said, the issue um. with the church today is it's the people themselves, because if you can't find, you know, she said she can find God, she can meet God in the first minute and a half to two minutes of a yep. worship song and be set for the rest of the service. Mm-hmm. And if you can't meet God, do- doesn't matter the song, new or old, if you can't meet God in the first minute and a half, two minutes of a worship service, it is an issue of your heart. Yes. And that is, and that's what we've been kind of hitting on at our church. And, and, and this is proof. I told you about this testimony the other day, Stacy. um, we had, um, there's uh, one of the ladies on my worship team, her great-granddaughter is four years old, and the doctors diagnosed her, diagnosed her with leukemia. And uh, she called her grandma, the <laughs> great-granddaughter's mom, called her grandma and said, hey, can you talk to Pastor Sam about seeing if we can pray for her. She goes, no, but you can. Here's his number. <laughs> and she went, all right. So she called him and she's like, look, I don't believe in God. I don't go to church, but I'm desperate because my four-year-old daughter was just diagnosed. And he said, bring her to church. We'll pray for her. And I got to tell you, whenever people step out of the way and start pushing past their own agenda, and corporately we came together, anointed this little girl, and prayed for her. And she went to the doctor Tuesday and her white blood cell count was perfect Jesus. and no signs of leukemia. And that, that is proof bad. that if you Lord. step out of the way and allow yep. Yep. God to be God, you are going to see signs and wonders. And it was funny, yeah. we were singing in a song, um, my testimony by Elevation Worship, I, the verses, I believe in signs and wonders, I have mm-hmm. resurrection power. And I told the people before, you know, before they brought the little girl, I go, you guys, it's very easy to forget and get discouraged what the Bible tells us, who we are and the power that we have. And we have that power to heal. We have that power to resurrect the dead. We have this power. Are you walking in the gifts God has given you? If you know, and then we went into if you believe this, let's sing this out like we mean it. If we really. And so then, I mean, you could just automatically feel just the faith start rising in the service. And then whenever they brought up that little girl, holy cow, it just, yeah, Mm. it went off. And that, you know, that's just it. If you can step out of your own way, out of your own agenda, out of your own preferences and allow God to be God, anything is possible.
2: I think the number one song they've written today is think about everything you just said, Chris. I think the, the best song to describe everything we're talking about that is Cody yep. Corn. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. I'm sorry, I'm on my own agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. Like just take me take back to to my first love. With Revelation, you know that uh, it is the Church of uh, Laodicea. Lady was You saying go back to my mm-hmm. uh, yeah. let's go back to our first love. That's we Just forgetting about just forget about our own agenda. You know just you know just I. Take pick, pick me out and put you in And then bring me in Bring the Lord in with it. Have the Lord go before us And bring us, ourselves in with other people Just not personally <laughs>
1: Well see and that's one thing I push on my worship team Is you know Whenever we're, we're up here We need to know our stuff well enough So that we can lose it all on stage And step aside And just allow God to present himself To the people you know we're we are here to forth, you know bring to to help them get into that atmosphere from the everyday mundane life to get them in and, and as I, as i pray it's help us worship and play to the best of our ability to bring your people before your throne in worship and i think that is that is the exact goal of the worship team is setting that atmosphere acknowledging god and the holy spirit for who they are and the the power and the reverence that they hold. And because as soon as you acknowledge them, they're always there, but as soon as you acknowledge them, they will make themselves known. And so our, our job is to usher those people in, whether they're they had a bad week or not set stepping aside. Once we start, we step out, you know, we're still doing the songs, but we step out of the way so that God can minister. And, uh, yeah. All <laughs> Didn't mean to hijack.
2: <laughs>
1: no, it's all I'm good. I'm
2: going to add one more, more question to that. Uh, people don't realize that uh, uh, before I came to Say Family Church, uh, apparently the, the worship team, the entire, I think it's called just the, the vocal singers right now, but before they were called, it used to be called the front line. Mm. And uh, uh, people don't realize that. You no, know, we you know, we talk about in Ephesians six where it says we recognize the flesh and blood, uh but principalities and rules of darkness and, and you know, things of high places. And what that scripture really means is that the things we fight against is nothing we can actually physically see or naturally something to, touch. Everything is, is, is spiritual.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of times we pray, we pray for uh physical things and things that tangible things, things we can we can use we can use with our five senses and we forget about the things that that only can pick up by spirit. And a lot of times, everything on the outside seems to be good, but on our spirits, we're just wrecked and yeah.
3: just
2: torn, just in despair, and like I said, depression, you know, heartache and things like that. And so that's just being a normal pee warmer, so to speak, a you know, normal person, normal, normal uh, congregation members. But when you're in the ministry, you got to take your stuff, it's everyone else's stuff. And not only it's just it's just the worship leader, but anybody who is a part of that team has to rush against these things. And so when and I when I prayer life, mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to have a prayer life. And people don't realize though know, that they don't realize the importance of having a prayer life. It has nothing to do with looking praying or having your your diaries and your and your uh, your coffee and your your uh, Bibles. With, I mean, if you have a Bible with with uh concordance and things like that, you know the study Bible. You're not using them. You're not really putting them to use. Mm-hmm. That Bible through some tough times, and a lot of times we go through things that just that, that might wear us down from being the worship leader need to be, or be even if you're a background singer, you still a worship leader. You're on that platform. You if you play bass, player, mm-hmm. drummer, drumming, you are a worship leader. Come so on, the person who's in front of you the per, the is they might be singing out whatever, but all of us are, we're on the platform. We are we're where the platform is level ground. Or if it's six feet hiding, everybody else. Yeah, yep. We are worship leaders, and so we have to we have to fight against the same things. You no, know, we might have different different things going on in our lives, but we all have to fight against spiritual aspects. that we're gonna, they, they would do anything to try to keep us from being in unity, keep us from being happy, and most Come of all, keep us being close to the source. He would do anything in any his power to keep us from doing that. And oh, be forbid, to be a worship leader that actually is anointed. Because that, that anointing, it, it, it does amazing, it lifts jokes and, and lifts burdens. And those are a lot of things that we, we, we are done. We are, when we are anointed, we lift burdens, of we, we uh, break yokes and we have lift burdens and allow the spirit to flow. And it's just, it's, uh, the spirit of the devil doesn't want to see that happen. And so he's going to jump on that that leader. He's going to jump on that guitar player, cause him to play the wrong riff. He's going to jump on the singer to sing off keys. They're gonna jump on the drummers and, and come in on beat four instead of beat one. People will try to do different things to try to wreck the house. But if we say pray that we say unify, we say say rooted in our prayer life person. we say rooted in our lives as a team, nothing can withstand
1: You know, and oh.
2: the Spirit of God. Nothing withstand with and, and into the all things are possible once we have the Spirit of God on our side. And we have the ability to come together and we're two or three together. The Lord is in the midst of us, And we know that he's going to win in the end. So we might as well use that spirit right now to defeat the devil where he is. I I had a pastor tell me
1: once um, that he looked at me. He goes, Chris, I look at you as my armor bearer. He goes, the worship team, the worship ministry is the forefront ministry of the church. You guys are the ones that go out before the battle declaring victory, worshiping through praising God for victory, because whenever you worship, you set that atmosphere. And, and he said, once you set that atmosphere, everybody enters in, and then chains can be broken off, walls can be broken down. um, Freedom can be found. And so it is, it is. and, And it's being a worship pastor is not a position I take lightly. It, it comes with, it can come with a heavy cost. There's a, like, like I said earlier, it's a heavy mantle that we bear as, as worship leaders and worship pastors. And I like you, you know, I, I, I tell my team, I go, we are all leaders on this platform. Everybody is looking at us. You, and I go, mm-hmm. I don't like the term yep. worship leader. I like the term lead worshiper because as a, as a lead worshipper, yes, we are setting good. the pace, we are setting the tone, we are setting the example for what corporate worship is. And as lead worshipers, we are we set the pace for what worship is outside of this platform. And so how we live, how we hold ourselves, how we how we handle ourselves in church, we don't gossip, we don't spread lies, we don't spread rumors, we kill them before they start. Because oh. once people see leadership in this church start doing that we've lost all credibility so as lead worshipers it is our responsibility that we don't take this lightly that we take it with the weight that it carries and know that we we have the ability to just do what god has called us to do with this and so you know so just just a little tidbit
0: um well listen i want to um Ask another question, and then I'm gonna. This question is very specific to you two, but then I'm gonna ask you a few questions that I'm gonna ask everybody who um, agrees to to be on the Preacher Chick podcast. So, the last question that is really specifically about um, the role that you play, and um, I don't mean that like that. Mm, let me go back <laughs> and be the person I, wish I was, because um, you're not don't acting, me. you're not playing a role, but the role that you are serving in in, uh, in the kingdom as far as being a part of worship and that being something that's more than just, it's a personal for you guys it's not just a vocation it is personal, it is it is who you are at your core how do you
1: develop that call
0: and how do you keep building and developing your, your gifts and your
1: talents? Uh, I'll let you take this first one <laughs>
2: um for me, it was patience. Um, I've always had patience. Uh, I think someone always told me that the worst thing to, to mm-hmm. pray for is patience. Uh, because people try to try your patience, and um, being a music minister, as Chris said, is just is, is something not to be taken lightly. Uh, because we need to know our stuff, like, we need to know not only. Uh, you know, the, obviously, the, uh, we need to know that the religious aspect. of you know, the I know our Bible and our Word and prayer life. But on the, the other side of that, we need to know our music. We need to know, uh we need to know, we need to be ahead of everyone else as being the the lead lead worshipper as Chris says it. We're the lead lead worshipper, and so we need to know our our stuff, you know, choreography and things like that. Uh How does how does the a call? Um, with us with, with worship, I know uh, I could probably say you <laughs> speak on his own. but anyway, um, yep. a lot of practice, um, practice at home, practice at home, uh, I, I've always believed that if you can't worship God at home, in, in your bathroom, in, in your mirror, with you, know, with you a can't see me, but I'm applauding and I'm, I'm pumping my <laughs> fist in the air,
0: keep going, brother, keep going, preach, go ahead, keep going.
2: If you can't worship? worship god at home whether it's just, just you and your dog or you even you in the in the, in the duck then everything you do on the yes. platform is just show everything it I mean, it starts at home it starts with just you and god it's you and your personal life are you actually getting on your knees and 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 crying out to god at home or just platform. Oh, you're doing doing they doing they doing the, doing the, the gym work, right? you know
1: Come
2: on. i'm scared you know old oh, crying you can't do that at you can't know. You pray all these, you send all these, these uh, magnificent uh, cliches and stuff at church. But are you praying to God as He? You say He's your best friend. You say you have a relationship. But are you taking advantage of that relationship at home? It all starts at home. Everything starts at home. from your prayer life to your music life, are you practicing everything? People have people have gotten out of it, the mood of practicing. I practice. I don't practice as much as I should because I also teach on the side. So. Uh, most of my most of my playing is usually with my students during the week, but I feel you know, learning new songs, uh, learning you know, learning older songs for those who are being uh, who are new worship leaders. Learn some of those old songs for those mm-hmm. who all the worship leaders start learning the new songs. Um, building your repertoire, um, building your skill set, uh, set things up for your team. What are you looking for your team? What are you looking? Uh, what are you looking for for your worship team? What do you want? What is your what is your your uh, um, What's your goal? What is your vision? Every worship should have a vision. Uh, it, it, and like Chris said, it's more than just singing a playing. It's a whole other aspect of, of vision for your team that should 100% coincide with the pastor's vision of the entire church. Or you have a relationship with your pastor. Uh, how is you, your relationship with your pastor? Are you, are you meeting regularly? Are you talking regularly? Are you going over your, or going over your songs with them? Are you doing things like that? Um, uh mm-hmm. what are you doing to better yourself are you seeking counsel when you need it um are you seeking music counsel if you need it or are, are you looking to grow in your ministry are you looking or you want to be continuing where you are and you're looking to go further you know you might be a guitar player and uh you might not be able to play that one riff or on elevation song mm. what are you going to do about it uh you might not be able to play a, a certain piano play or play a certain drum what are you doing what are you going to do about it and this goes to worship too. Not just for people on your team, but a worship leader too. Are you looking to improve yourself both in your prayer life and your religious side, so to quote unquote, and your music side? Because those mm-hmm. things have to be in one accord. It's kind of hard to have a real worship service when you're missing strings, when you're missing chords, when you're missing uh, lyrics. Uh, are you are, are you allowing the song oh, to minister to you personally before you go minister to other people? So it's good to on what that song's about before everything else. That's why I talk about nothing else. That that song personally has to affect me. I gotta realize that I have made it my agenda to do things. I've tried to do things on my own. I've tried to uh to put God solely in a whether I try to do it on purpose or whether it's just be going through the motions. I'm sorry for going through the motions. That's another lyrical part of that song. I'm sorry uh, uh, when I just when I only brought just a song. It's more than just I forgot when it's more than just a song. Am I allowing those those lyrics to get into my spirit so that when I minister, I'm allowed to actually minister to people. Another thing I always I always say to people that uh, if you're not ministering and encouraging people to do your worship mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. you're just doing karaoke. There's a fine line there's a fine line between doing a worship set and doing a karaoke set. I mean we can just flick down the words and just recite every every every, you know, every guitar riff, every <laughs> riff, whatever we do, we're just, or listening to Tasha Cobb and Travis Green to try to hit all those runs. But you said, listen to the people. We're still, like Chris said, we're still an extension of the spoken word ministry. And it'd be just us just sticking to what's the script. It's just like the pastor just sticking to his notes and just reading the same old notes he wrote back in 1963 and it's going straight down the line. How, how yeah. is the scripture going to apply to my life? you probably preached the sermon uh, uh, twice or three times, but I guarantee you the situation has changed. The vision of your church may, ha- may have evolved because you might have a different different aspect. Might, one time you might have an older, an older congregation. Next time you have a, a young congregation. Young congregation might not understand how they have ventures or whatever, but you're using this analogy about ventures. You know, you have to... You have to make sure that everything is relevant you, know, you have to make sure everything is in, is in line. You have to make sure that, that, that everything like the song is is in line with the, with the word. And it, it's just so much to really aspect that like you can put into the aspect of being a worship leader. But if you take those things haunt, just, uh, hand on step by step, you know, if you have, if you need to write down a, um, a, 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 um, a list of things you need to do, you know, if, you know, you need to write down all the things that are, that, uh, you know, physical to the to the thing you know, like if you do all the, the lightning and everything and make sure you have all things in check off. Then you know if, if I pray with my team that I uh are, are we getting together, if somebody sometimes you get the team together just to sit around and talk. Uh sometimes you put the instruments down and to sit around and talk with the team is a great a- aspect. A lot of times people go in and we just start singing you might play but but most time we come into practice we just try and get get you know get three or four songs finished and get a polished and leave. But well, sometimes you sit down with the team and just, you know, what's going on in your life? How can I help you? What's going on in your life? How can I help you? How can we improve as a team? You know, how can we, how can we reach Are we doing? Are we, I ask the question at this worship group that, uh, that I'm a part of on Facebook. I ask them, are you content where you are? Or do you feel like you're not content? You're not content what do you need to do to improve. What do you need to do to grow? Are you comfortable where you are? And, I, and to me, mm-hmm. I think a, a, a team should always be evolving. I also think a team, should need to be evolving. And this is just my opinion, but I think a team, if you are really a really good worship team and you are really, you know, you have talented musicians, you have talented lyricists, you have uh, so talented people who really hit those notes. I think a, a team should be go, eventually going toward writing their own material. But so sometimes material that's just put out in, in a in mainstream yeah. is sometimes just written for that church. Sometimes it to be for what so this song here, it might not meet the meet the need of that church meet the need of that church, but maybe the Lord is developing in your heart to write a song that's gonna develop specific need for this church. Well those are the things you need to develop in your prayer life, developing your life with God, and then trying to find ways to develop your music aspect to where it is it, it should be free, it should be free flowing, it should be second nature mm-hmm. to be able to play and pray. Play and pray. Second nature. As you're breathing, you're breathing, you're playing, and you're praying. Those three things all should go into one same effect. And if it's not, then maybe we need to step back to see what do you need to change. You know, like I, those aspects I gave before. Do I need to change? Do I need to grab on to one thing more and focus on this right here? Maybe, you know, <laughs> I'm going to stop that he's going to keep going there and But those are the things I think that. He, First thing I said, yeah, I allow yep. you to, to, to stretch your gif, you know, improvement, improvement, improvement. self check, always self check, self diagnostics. You know, you do that for the car. We want our car to keep running between two, three, four, hundred thousand miles. We need to get that all changed. You need to get our tires rotated. We need to, know, shocks checked. You know, uh, check. you know always having that 28-point checkpoint uh, service mm-hmm. that we did, we got all changed. That so would help. Maybe we need something like that in our own life. Having that, have, having an accountability mm-hmm. partner, you need to have protect team. Having a you know, one-on-one, you, you know. What cal who we pray with? Is there anything I need to pray with you? Is there anything I need to cover? So those are those are the biggest things I think <laughs> that everyone. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Chris, do you have anything to add?
1: I do. Um, as Warren said, practice, practice, practice. I push with my drum students as I push with my worship team. You need to be practicing. You can practice your worship. Um, what. And I I, I steal the phrase that Jeff Dio coined. um, You need to be digging the well. Um, Mm -hmm. Digging the well, you are, you know, you're constantly digging for water. You're digging for water until you strike water. And then you just keep digging that well. You're digging in the word. You're praying. You're studying. You're practicing your music. Because if you can't, I'll put it like this. Whatever you're putting into your well, whatever you're digging out, whatever you're overflowing should overflow on the platform. That is where your ministry happens is out of the overflow. If you're not digging that well through the week, day in, day out, you get on that platform. It's just lip service. You have nothing from your overflow to minister. And so as, you know, if you want to become, if you feel that calling of being a worship leader, start digging that well, start digging in the word, get that prayer life, get that relationship with God, because if you can't overflow on the platform, it's just you're, you're putting on a rock show. And I, I tell my worship team, I don't like hype. I can do it. But I don't like it because I want real, authentic. Because people can tell whether you're real or authentic. They can tell whether you're fake, whether you're putting on a show. And Because people are not dumb. People are smart. And, uh, yeah. and so dig that well. Practice. You don't want to be a stagnant worship leader. You don't want to be a stagnant musician. Always be willing to learn anything and everything to help push you in your ministry. Whether you're a guitarist, a pianist, a bassist, a vocalist, you know, whatever it is, learn as much as you possibly can. You can't learn enough. Um, As Warren said, you should be ever evolving as a worship leader. Um, Another thing I want to add is... uh, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> um, Figures. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I start going on a roll. Red. Um, well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, um,
1: you, seriously, it just slipped my mind. Um, but you, you want to keep, you want to keep, here it is. You can't take your church congregation or your team where you haven't been personally in worship so Come I'm on. Me. I, I want to take yeah. my worship team deeper. I want, but there are some aspects where I have not been myself that I want to go to. So I know the goals I have set for myself that I have to get myself in that atmosphere to go where I want to be able to take my team. And a lot mm-hmm. of my team, they are 50 and up. So, and they haven't even been where I'm at right now. And so you know, you want to take them where you've been, then you need to start getting them in that atmosphere. If you want to take them past where you've been, you have to get yourself in that atmosphere so that you can take them where you've been and get them to that place. Um, and, and it's, and it can be a struggle, you know, but there are resources out there. There are people you can talk to to help get you into the, the atmosphere, to get you into coaching, to get you into you know, to push you further in your worship. And and the biggest part is just getting in that atmosphere. Um, yeah, that's kind of short-winded on that, but that's all I got.
0: No, that's okay. <laughs> Let me ask this. Okay. Let me ask this before we move on to the final couple of just fun questions. Are there resources that you would recommend to somebody who um, is looking at, maybe they're a young person and they're feeling like God is leading them towards this, or maybe they're an established worship team member or, um, part of, you know, of the role they play. Um, are there any resources that you would recommend to help them connect to their call? Oh, I mean, you gave definitely. great tangible, you know, you need to be praying, you need to be practicing, but are there any resources, that uh, that that help
1: so the one thing you know and we talked about it earlier worship leader props podcast
0: seriously so Um, good
1: so two phenomenal guys kind of interviewing people telling it like it is tell you know pushing whether it's on worship whether it's on technology media technology production or yeah production whatever They, you know, they're pushing, but then they also have this, uh, what, um, like a worship leader, props coaching network and it's free right now. And I am on it and they, once a month they get on, they have, they answer certain questions. One of them, and so far has been my favorite is your relationship between you and your pastor. Um, and then how to take criticism and they, they answer all these questions. They go deep with it. And I mean, just phenomenal resources. And then they have coaching networks that they have worship leader coaches that do uh, Google Meet, whatever, or Zoom meetings to get together and answer questions and, you know, help coach you through wherever whatever stage of ministry you're at in your life, whether you're just starting out or whether you've been in the ministry for 50 years, it is a great resource to have. Cool. Um, and like I said, right now, it's free and no, I'm not getting paid to promote this. <laughs> I just, I, I know the value that I've gotten out of it and it is so, and especially because it's free right now, totally worth it. Um, I got, I got in for free, right? Like two weeks into the pandemic, they felt God telling them we need to open this up for free and it has just blown up. It's oh, it's so amazing.
2: That's awesome. I can to check that out. I haven't checked really check into that. There you go. Um, I might I need to check it out myself. Um i I've I've been into uh I am everybody knows well everybody knows me knows who my favorite person <laughs> is Chris. You know, Wait, sorry, I
0: Wait, I sorry I was gonna say I think I think I lost you for a second. Oh, come on. What was that? Repeat what you said. <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: Hillsong! I say, who, who, who's my favorite worship group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, i I'm, I've been to Hillsong since 1999, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm talking about like Gerlin now. And um, Gerlin check was like, is like, she was a, she was actually like a worship coach, quote unquote, to a lot of oh, yeah, modern modern worshipers today. And uh, I I was just it's like watch some of their videos, like start watch some live videos of theirs. And it's just like, watch how they flow, just how they, how they connect. Uh, just like under, you have a lot of full length videos out there of, of you know, song Elevation Vessel, Oprah Room, North Point, um, of how, how the worship runs. So even if you have those coaches, everything, and you take the, what you know and then apply, complete it in, in, in full all out, uh, progress. And to try to uh, implement those things into your church, like because sometimes your church might not be where they are. Like your church will have like fifty people, and or you know, another church has like ten thousand people. So you know it mightn't be able to implement everything, but there are a few things you can draw from one of those to kind of implement to your own, and thereby mm-hmm. implement those things. You can develop your own gift, your own skill with you know, no. Extracting worship. No, but I, I older... agree with what
0: you're saying, though, Check because I, I've told several people who have um, stepped into leading worship um, but and are growing in that. Um, growing in that one of the things I always recommend to them is to, well, two things I recommend to them. First is to um, watch themselves in a mirror or watch mm-hmm. if, if their church records their services, watch it back because you want to make sure that your that your body uh, language, that your facial expressions, yep. aren't distracting or um, or blank. You you know you want to you want to watch that, and you want to be careful of that. I teased somebody before that they had um, a resting worship face.
1: Um, and, <laughs> Are you watching uh, my church videos?
3: <laughs> uh, no,
0: no, 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 no. But. This person, they, they, that was how they, like, when I okay. said that to them, they went, oh my gosh. I was like, it just, whenever they led worship to them, they were into the song, but the congregation thought they were angry.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> and so, but, and so whenever I mentioned that to the person, that person that they got it, you know, that was for something. I just put it into a term that they would connect with. Um, and so they began working on that skill. The second thing I always tell them is just like what you said, Warren, watch other Worship teams. Watch how they interact with each other. Watch how the team um, flows and transition from song to song. Watch how they interact, engage the congregation. Watch how they lead in every aspect of worship. And it's not that you want to mimic somebody else, but sometimes observing is part of learning. And so you observe somebody who's doing it better so that you can learn and grow in those skills. So, yeah,
2: and well, it. I never told him this. My biggest Do observer, what? actually, on, on this call right oh. now.
3: Oh.
2: One of my biggest observers I've watched. One of my biggest observers I've watched. Actually, two of my biggest observers I've watched on this call right now the host and Chris. I've, I've watched you all a lot. So I, w- so I have learned, I watch a lot you. Well, and
0: you are just, so, yep. not, you have the ability to. Let go and flow and be um, just in the moment more than, more than many people. Not, I wouldn't say more than everybody, but more than many people um, in the church today. And especially, I guess I should say that in my circle and what I see, you just have this ability to, um, yeah, to just, you put everything else aside And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It doesn't matter what anyone prefers. It is about honoring and glorifying the Lord and helping his people connect um, to his grace and enter the throne room. And so I observe you in that as well. So right back at (laughs) you.
3: Okay.
1: So last couple of questions.
0: Oh, no, go ahead.
1: No, as I was gonna say, I do have okay. uh, one more thing, and it's funny that you mentioned looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, we were looking at different. Whenever I was at navigation, we were looking at different um, things to kind of help get an idea for what we're looking for in building our youth worship team, and we looked up uh, Gateway Churches, um, their what they look for in. Bringing people on the worship team, and one of their biggest things is worship in front of a mirror. <laughs> if you don't think you look good doing it, don't do it. <laughs> and I thought just, that was I mean, the, I
0: know it sounds
1: I thought that was the funniest thing in the silly. world. And but but it's, but it's true because I it look, makes so I look, much sense. I look at and we at our last church we recorded our worship practices and our worship service, and so we can go back and look and be like. I need to smile more. I need to move more. Um, You know, like you said, the resting worship face, um, (laughs) it is a real thing. And it is, but whenever you, whenever you point it out and one thing I like to use, um, and he kind of changed it over the past couple of years, but Jeff Dio has his top 10 for lead worshipers and my gosh, it is phenomenal. But over the past probably six years, he kind of, in my opinion, watered it down a little bit. Um, but I, I have that resource. I can send it to you. It's phenomenal. Um, and he talks about, you know, don't just stand there. You know, if you want to clap, clap, don't be willing to, you know, if you're not, you can't tell people to shout, clap, um, let, let out a shout of praise if you are not willing to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have to, and again, that comes with being a lead worshipers. You have to set that pace. Um, but that is another resource I like to use. I go over it with every worship team that I'm on because it it, it holds accountable. And as far as another resource, find someone to to help mentor you and to hold you accountable. Um, preferably someone you know, a worship leader who's been in the industry or not industry. Sorry the 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 position that the business of
0: with more experience,
1: yes, to to mentor you and help push you. Further than what you are, and it's it's somebody that's gonna push you and challenge you, and you know just that mentor you and push you further than where you're at now to get you where you want to be.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So
2: I've actually been yep. doing that lately. We're doing that a lot here lately. I've been doing a lot of mentoring. Mm.
1: Well, and it's For not now, even just that. I it. love you're, mentoring. If you're the one mentoring, you're filling you're fulfilling yeah. that role as a worship pastor because you are pastoring the people that are that God has put under you. And so that, that's why I like the term, you know, that my pastor gave me as a worship pastor, right. because I am just that. I am, even though I'm not credentialed, I'm not licensed, I am every bit of a pastor because of the following I have under me, because of the influence that I have. Um and again, that's not something I take lightly. It's something that I hold dear to my heart and I will defend to the day I die. Um, but that is the role of a worship pastor. You know, you're you're pastoring those around you on and off stage. And so finding someone sure. to mentor you is, is huge. I, Amen. I know I Warren has mentored me a lot. And I'm sure, you know, the other way around, because Warren and I have known each other for it's a you know a lifelong bromance so (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: that's so true that's so true okay so um questions i'm gonna ask everybody what are you listening to reading or watching currently um and and this doesn't have to be spiritual although i would prefer if you keep it as clean (laughs) as
1: possible (laughs) Um,
0: i'm kidding that goes without saying because if you yeah anyway
1: (laughs) well You know, I I have some shows that I (laughs) don't watch a whole lot of TV anymore, (laughs) Uh, mainly because, you know, as Stacy knows, I moved in right down the street from her. I have kids at my house twenty four seven, so on top, well, on top of doing tree work, music lessons, and the church, I I really don't get a whole lot of TV. But I mean, as far as listening to, um, I I mean, I listen to a lot of different stuff. mainly because, you know, whether it's from rock music to worship music to, um, R and B smooth jazz, whatever. I mean, I like a whole lot of styles, but it also helps me connect with my worship team and with different people in the church who don't n- normally ha- necessarily have the same taste I have. Um, but I've been listening to, for some reason, I've been getting into um, songs just, and I don't know if it's because of where I'm at in church or what God has been doing in my own personal life, but songs of anything is possible, songs of testimony, um, they've really just been, you know, kind of got me through a lot. My, the, the three songs that have gotten me through a lot in my life are um, Champion, Champion, by Bethel, um, uh, anything is possible by Bethel, my testimony by Elevation Worship. Um, we were going through the process of trying to buy a house and things just were going good. Then next thing you know, they weren't going good. A house fell through, um, stuff happened. We finally got another house that we were getting. And, you know, just the stress, you know, we knew it was going to be stressful, but it was far more stressful than we had ever thought. And Mm -hmm. um, just that attitude and that anything is possible that, you know, God, whatever happens out of this situation of buying this house, you are going to get the glory anyway. And um, so I've been kind of, I've been trying to surround myself um, with songs of that nature because of my, I've seen what God has done in my own life, what God is doing in my church now. And pushing people to understand, like, you know, you, guy, has, you guys have been stuck in this, this same thought for so long that you're, I don't know how to say it, um, but you, you've been stuck in a rut. And you're mad because you're not seeing God do the things that, you know, you, that God has shown you in dreams that he is going to do. Well, that's because you're in your own way. And so, but once you get out of the way and understand that anything is possible— that, you know, whatever, whatever circumstance you're going through your life, that he is your champion, regardless good or bad, he is your champion and understanding that, you know, so that's kind of what I've been just surrounding myself with, um, just because of things I've seen God do in my own life.
0: Okay. What about you, Warren?
2: I've been, uh... (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Who Lines Is It Anyway. Ah, yeah. Uh, my boy. CW <laughs> just w- came out with an app called CW Seed. And uh, they have every single episode of Who Lines Is Anyway on, on the U.S. side since Jim- Jim Carrey. Uh, Drew Carey took over. So I've been watching a lot of that, you know, things from my hat, you know, things like that, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, it. I just love that, love it, love it. Um, as far as, but like I said, I'm a Chris. I I work a midnight job, and I teach. I, I teach a lot of TV, so I'm always working, always working. And so I I live here and I touched my TV since June 2011. Wow, so I've not turned on my TV at all. So all of it has been all I iPad, YouTube. Uh, I've been watching a lot of um. Uh, also, a lot of uh, black documentaries and, and black history movies. Oh, um, yep. I love that one. I watched like, I so that, I, I, I watched the, that the other 96. day on
1: one of my days off. I loved it.
2: <laughs> watched that and Mr. Dickie Um Watched a lot of those. Uh, kind of getting into my head. Not you know, not only because of the, the quote-unquote Black Lives Matter movement, but just, just, just because, you know, a lot of times it's just be educated on things that, that just happens and just have those, those assets. Selma with, uh, talk about the, um, uh, uh team to walk from, uh, uh, Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. So, um, watching a lot of those listening. Um, I've been listening to a lot of, mainly because of, uh, learning all the new songs that my church mm-hmm. is introducing. I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Bethel and innovation and the songs that, the three songs that got got gotten, me through is, uh, a great old yep. lord mm-hmm. uh, i think that's uh that's uh all sons and daughters uh i think the first one to, to sing that song ever is my aunt my aunt is a, a killer singer and i've heard a lot of people sing that song but she's by far my favorite mm-hmm. one of my favorites y'all gotta y'all gotta check her out sometime her name is Mia, harry anyway uh that one uh go back to some older songs probably heart of worship one of my favorites obviously and it to like I said, nothing else by uh, Cody Corn. Uh, that's it's, it's my, my prayer. That's my prayer every single day. Yeah, that's to song. you know, my that is my true outward, wholehearted prayer. Okay. Um. So, what
0: yeah. about what's your favorite scripture? Uh, your favorite worship song? Well, you kind of, you guys both have all have already answered your favorite worship songs. So, what about what's your favorite scripture? What's your go-to? You know, your verse.
1: Mine has changed as of late, um, just because, and I told you, we talked the other day about the heart of worship and what, you know, kind of God has been showing me on the heart of worship. And I look at um, 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 through 21, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims us to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, for whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And I always, and and it's been really kind of pushing on me. um, As our pastor puts it in church nowadays, people have learned to tolerate each other, not love each other. And, Mm -hmm. And my worship team asked this question of, how do we catch the heart of God? Well, the heart of God is love. The heart of God is very much his love for his children. And if you, you know, you want to see the heart of God, the heart of God, you know, the heart of worship is showing worth to something outside of your own self-preservation, pres- you know, whatever, preservation. preservation yeah. um, and <laughs> it's love. You, you can't do ministry without love. And if you look at the heart of God throughout the whole New Testament, it, it's love. And so yeah. you can't, like I said, you can't do ministry without love. If you don't have love in your ministry, what are you doing? Mm. And so th- this verse has just been really just hit me. And I told my worship team, I'm like, look, if you want to see the church grow, if you want to see new people come in, it's not just on the greeters you, as soon as you see that new person come in, you have to be lying to them and just, my gosh, I'm so glad you're here today. It is so good to see you introduce yourself, make them feel at home. And that is the beginning stages of just loving on God's people in whatever stage of life they're in. And so this, this is a verse, these couple of verses have just been ones that have just been just resonating in my heart. Um, especially for those that hate the music I'm bringing into church. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, no, I don't have any, I don't have any ill feeling toward them, but it's, you know, it just lets me know that I'm no matter what they say, I'm going to love on them because it's what it's, it's what in this Bible that God has commanded us to do. And, you know, loving without holding anything back, loving without judgment because God Loves us without judgment. He looks past. Yeah. He looks past all that and loves us for who we are. So, who are we to do less of that? You know.
0: Mm. And that's good.
2: That's good. Um, mine is. Um, it kind of goes along with what Chris is saying, but it's the one aspect. Uh, that most people don't cover and that is the area of endurance uh we uh always always pour out and a lot of times we just pour out and pour out and pour out and one of the questions i've always seen is um mm-hmm. uh how do you uh how do you work with burnout and one thing i, I always say that is worship because you're ever evolving you talked about thing earlier because you're ever evolving ever learning there really should be any burnout in worship unless there's something in your personal life that's really wearing you down. And personal life also includes both on your team that's giving you issues. You know, we got (laughs) those issues, members that give you issues, I tell you that. Um, So my favorite scripture is Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Y'all probably know exactly what scripture that is, but I'm reading from the ESU version. It says, um, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even you shall faint and be worried. So even the young people can you know can 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 can, uh, can be weary of things to go on, and young men shall fall exhausted. But verse thirty-one says, To those who uh-huh. wait for the Lord." King James says those who so wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. they shall walk and not faint. And that's that's another thing to remind us that we can't always do things on our own and not like necessarily don't want to have a prayer life and having no uh having a relationship with God because if we continue to work on our own strength, we're gonna go straight, we're gonna go weary, and we can't do those things that we've always discussed in these podcasts you know, how to make a good worship leader. You can't you know, be, an effective worship, uh, be an effective worship leader if, if, if you're not, uh, if, if your endurance is low. If you can't, if you're already worn down with your own personal stuff, then you got to bring in something else.
0: So how does God speak to you? But I, but I do believe that that the Holy Spirit, that the presence of God, that the voice of God, that God himself is a gentleman and he doesn't push himself on anyone, but he also moves in and through each of his children um, in, in ways that match their personalities. So he speaks to us differently. So how does
1: God speak to you? I, uh, you know, um, there, you know, I mean, there are times God will speak through me, speak to me through a song mm-hmm. or, um, you know, through scripture, but there, you know, there are also times where, you know, I, I remember whenever I was praying for a vision for, my worship team, whenever I first uh, came on at my church and I just driving down the highway and I'm just sitting there and, you know, just thinking, I just got done praying, driving to a job and um, God's, you know, and I don't know where he just said, I just heard this voice. You know how you've been praying for a vision? And I'm just, <laughs> just driving, turned down the radio. I was like, yes.
3: <laughs> and he said,
1: here's your vision and he just starts speaking. I said, God, God, hold on. I, I gotta, I gotta turn my phone on and do voice text.
2: Cause I'm not going to mm-hmm. remember
1: all this. And he stopped and I turned the microphone on and I said, okay, go. <laughs> and, um, That's great. you know, and so, you know, there are times it's audible. There are times where it's just that still small voice where, like you said, you, you just have to get in that place and just wait. Um, you know, so I, for me, it's just a mixture of a, a lot.
3: <laughs>
2: mm.
0: Okay. What about you, Warren?
2: Um, just like Chris, obviously, you talked yeah. about how the Holy Spirit definitely—you have to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit definitely, and it's always—it's—it's you know, faint. I'm telling you, you have to—you have to have that connection with, with Christ because it's not like you know mm-hmm. most people expect a big, you know, <laughs> cloud coming down, you know, with sixty tornadoes, and but sometimes you need to. You know, I said, be still and know that I am God. So be, be still and hear that voice. But I, I, as Chris was talking, once again, the Holy Spirit gave me revelation on how he speaks <laughs> to Because I was kind of stumped at first, believe it or not. But you know, I'm saying that the, God, uh, the, 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 the Holy Spirit speaks to God. What the God speaks to me through songs. You know I'm saying? How I, I dream, when I dream, I dream songs of, you know, lyrics, chords, melody, instrumentation, voice mm. parts. Even that one voice part of the supposed to hit, that little slip little thing, like, the Holy Spirit is very, I mean, extremely detailed with me. And I, I will always get upset because I would wake up and I would forget those songs, but the idea was to remember, because that's who, that's how it works, like, my, my love language is through my music, like, I, that's what moves me.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so the Holy Spirit found the best way to reach Warren Gilmore is through music, and full ornamentation, like full instrumentation music, like everything. And the idea was in the fact that I am supposed to write that song down and remember that melody, although if he wants me to, I will remember that melody. But the, the probability of yeah. remembering the melody that I dreamt, I dreamt, probably one in 10,000. I, I've i only remembered two songs that I've dreamed out of, out of wow. since I've been started dreaming of music, and I've dreamt over hundred songs. Um, But he works me through music. He me through my own personal song, and it's a, it directly a song that's not been written yet. That song has not been written yet ever. And therefore, he speaks to me, mm-hmm. he gives me the vision, like Chris says, through those songs, what he wants me to yeah. do, how he wants me to outline. That's a good life. So that's last
0: awesome. question. And I don't know if I'll keep doing this question and then, you know, after you know, a few months or if I'll just adapt it. But the last question I want to ask is What did you know? What do you know today about God? that you didn't know before COVID hit in March?
1: You know, I, that, is, that is a good question. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, we've, and as I said earlier, you know, back in May, well, one, I came into a church position right as everything being shut down. Um, so straight from there, having, you know, starting, you know, trying to keep our YouTube, we started doing a Facebook live for Sunday mornings. Um and then our computer crashing. So we can't do YouTube, you know, send our services. And out of nowhere, God just shows up and people are saying, you know, we don't know what the issue is why YouTube quit, but we want to give money towards a live get it for stuff. And within a matter of a month, we had upwards of five thousand dollars to get cameras, a live stream system. And then, you know, just, okay, God is good. You know, God, keep <laughs> keep working. Um, and then through the situation of us going through our house, um, purchasing this house through, um, you know, I've always believed God is faithful. I've always believed God is going to get the glory. And Stace, you've even encouraged me in this or that process we were going through, that it is easy to believe the stuff you're saying whenever you're not going through it. Um, Mm -hmm. But whenever you're in the midst of it, it is so easy to get discouraged. It is so easy to get distracted from what you believe. And, you know, I thank God for having uh, family and friends such as you and Warren in my life because you guys have encouraged me. Um, But even just to keep my mind open that you know, yes, I know you believe this and I, and, and I firmly, you know, I, I believe what I believe and I know what I believe. Um, but God has just been faithful and keeping every single promise. God has, you know, always believed it, never actually (laughs) had to go through it and actually rely on it. And now uh,
0: it's an experiential understanding.
1: Exactly. And having Mm -hmm. gone through it, Every step of the way, I don't regret any. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish we'd have got the first house. There was a pool, sure. Um, but <laughs> you know, but we got the house we're in. We are ecstatic with it. We, you know, we're we're so happy with it, and it's exactly what we need because God knew. He knew. He knew what we wanted, but he also knew what we needed. Yeah, and you know, just just firsthand having that experience of just not knowing what to do, but just knowing God's going to take care of this either way and he's going to get the glory and actually living that out, whatever stage of process we were in, whether it was um, frustration or stress or anger or sadness or disbelief, God got the glory through all of it. And, you know, so I, we did our best to keep the promise of God. Like we said, regardless, you're getting the glory and the honor out of this, And I I think out of our faithfulness, you know, God remains faithful. And so, wow. Yeah. God is just, yeah. Faithful promise keeping God.
3: (laughs)
0: Amen. (laughs) Come on, brother. What about you though, Warren? Is there anything that you feel like you have either a greater understanding of or a new, um, Experiential understanding. I mean, what do you know about God today that maybe you didn't know or fully know before COVID?
2: Well, uh, definitely, probably the greater understanding. Uh, I knew this, but mm-hmm. you know, we tend to forget mm-hmm. when we're going on with our lives. We tend to forget how good God is and just who He is. Um, probably, like I said, the past few. Uh, past couple of months the Lord has really put me in just like He just heightened my awareness of worship. Now obviously being a worship leader, I know how important worship is. But he's just heightened my importance of worship. And my understanding of that is that right I remember when I was when I was uh when I was first started becoming a worship <laughs> leader, I was <laughs> my nickname was Happy Gilmore. That was one of my nicknames because I was always happy, I was always joyful. All in my face I mean I, I've been, I've danced we're dancing with Chris during the midst of this time um uh but in my life right now like I just I, I just feel there are many many personal issues I'm dealing with right now and uh talking mm. talking about Isaiah uh, 40 I'm really my endurance is at all-time low uh my is at an all-time high um uh, my motivation is at all-time low like its just I, I just feel so I feel so unworthy. I feel I'm just gonna be straight up honest with you because being a worship leader, you got to be honest with yourself. Oh, I boring. I've had many many thoughts of suicide over the past few months. I really have. This thing just I, I just been dealing with so much. It's, it's not things I've go I've got two things in my life, you know, dealing with foster care and dealing with things like that. But there's a lot of things going on right now that it, it just it's so weighing on my heart and I just couldn't can't figure out like. I've been in, in, in just, it and just, it is so hard to explain using my own vocabulary as to how way down I've been. But in the midst of that, the Lord is using my ability to worship to highlight how serious worship is. It means that it's good to be, be this, this happy worship leader and then this powerful worship leader and, and, uh, and, and it, being, you know, what, the, being the dirty Shecks and the Kim Walker Smiths and the Cody Carnes and Perry Terry Joe, you know, are uh, the Chris Wampler, you know, when we're, when we're joyful and everything, but can we be that same worship leader when it seems like, the, you know, the, one of my favorite gospel lyrics is, when the way of the world is rested on your shoulders." that's like one of the favorite, the favorite lyrics they use all the time. And I really feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I, I feel weighed down. I feel I don't like it myself as to what well, Christ is carrying the cross, but I can understand how he felt with that weight because mm. it wasn't the wood he was carrying, but he was carrying the burdens of all the world on his shoulders. And so I I can only understand like the the, the, the micro minuscule uh, splinter of that cross, and I can barely. Way um, up. so I can cannot understand. I really can't comprehend the weight the world that Jesus had on his shoulders. But through my enjoyment of worship, through my enjoyment of music, and knowing that music has brought me through a lot, the Lord has has really, really just highlighted the seriousness of, of worshiping in our lives, not just my life, but our lives. and if we just like just focus on the worship aspect and don't know the technical stuff is good. You know you do the fog and the lights, and you know you're trying to put push people into the 21st century and blah blah blah. But you know, at the end of the day, it's really all about connecting to God. God, the, the, the lights might be new, the the uh, the, the whole uh, coffee cafe feel might be new, the songs <laughs> might be new. There was no elevation back in 1892, you know. But yeah so the, the Lord mm-hmm. is. Was in 1892, as it will be in 2092, the Lord does not, shine. and it's the same need to be met. It might be involved in person, to person, but the same needs might be being met. We need a, a comforter. We need a we need a healer. We need a deliverer. And the the that got the, the, the uh, yes, the job sure. that we have, we we make bring people hope that there is a hope. There's hoping there's a deliverer. There's a, a, a there's a savior. There's, there's a healer. You no know, Doctors giving you know bad reports and you know houses are uh, being taken away and those those are good testimonies that remind us mm. that Christmas testimonies is house Amen. my testimony mm-hmm. is my own life you know that we serve yes. way makers we serve a worker workers he is our light and, and all that wraps up to he is our God and we just and, and he just reminds me over and over again just just how valuable how life sustaining how important worship is to us has nothing to do with just looking pretty. it has nothing to do with the song the song would be the most gorgeous song in the world but it doesn't have god (laughs) in it's not a worship song it's just a simple old gushy love song but just just having that stage just having the person that that just sustained me keep me from doing something that i know that will probably devastate my family and a lot of people not doing that has really encouraged me to keep going. and Really encouraged me to, to just show people and just display to people and, and just, just explain to people in the in the most passionate way possible that worship is so important. And like I said, it's not that not that it's new to me, but it's a new uh, approach. It's a new it's, it's something new in my life that I'm dealing with, and it's just. Shows that how we did worship is this is, is, and how it highlights and how it, it, it smooths and how it, it, it comforts and how it sustains it, it us. It's, it's well, in, you know, in, and that's, that's from my soul, worship
1: team and even my, my music students that I teach that are on worship teams um, why it's important to understand the song that you're learning, um, especially those that are learning songs for worship teams because once you understand what the song actually means, why it was written the way it was written, why the music rises and falls like it does is because once you understand it, it ministers to you, but also using that to minister to the people you're leading worship in front of. And even doing that, understanding the songs that we're singing, understanding that they're more than just words to me, that it's, I'm singing what I'm believing. I am singing my heart's prayer, singing this song that is like Warren, you know, has gotten me through a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. Not just the, not just the, not just the, the, the lineup mm-hmm. of the content, but just the sure definition every, even down to the, to the comma, even down to, to the, uh, the, the, uh what's the word? Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, you right conjunction or a but. total things. Oh my God. Conjunction. yes. The and or the but. This is happening, but. But is a big, huge conjunction. It means mm-hmm. that what's happening mm-hmm. on side A is going to be completely different what's going to happen on side B. And, going. And so my itself, favorite passages my of scripture passage are the passages that God have the
0: therefore, or so, if then, and always, but God.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: You know, it kind of goes back to Daniel, yeah. uh, the book of Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, yeah. and Abednego are, yeah. are before the king. And they said, listen, O king, you know, we're, we're not, we believe in our God, but even if he doesn't you know he is still good. And I know that's not the exact passage, you know that's not the exact wording, but that's the essence of it. But even if he doesn't rescue us from this fire, we are not going to bow to you. We are not going to bow to circumstances and on the other side, he is still God. And uh yeah, that's good. That's a that's a great way to close this out.
1: You know, as brother <laughs> e. e. Cope used to dot, say, dot. but God.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: bro <laughs> Pastor A.E. Cope,
2: yes, oh, buddy, yes. Oh, uh, the, Mr. Doctor, Mr. the doctors say Mr. this, Mr.
1: but God oh, says man. this.
3: Yes, you know the That's world right. says I'm this,
1: saying. but God says this. Oh Lord, I'm gonna wow. preach.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your time for uh, for sharing your heart and um, and speaking into really the church, whoever listens to this, I pray that, uh, that they are challenged in their perception of worship. Um, and if they are involved in the leadership aspect of corporate worship, that they're challenged to think of it differently as well, but challenged also to make sure that it's not about them, that everything that we do from the notes that are played to, to this, to the words that are sung, um, to the, to the, to the sound booth and the you know, channels that are checked and the cameras that are manned. And I mean, just every part of this that we look at it um, as an act of worship that glorifies and honors God and helps people connect with him. Yes.